This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, senior leaders, and C-suite executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Stuart DePine. I'm the president for InvestNet, which is a fintech company. Fantastic. How long have you been doing that? Well, I've been in this current, I've been in the business now for about 14 years. I've been in this current role for the last uh, year. And um, I've been, I've been working in the fintech industry uh, for about 15, well, 15 years in total. So I've, I've, we're a pretty acquisitive company. So I've, I've had a pretty broad experience in, in fintech generally. I'll be really excited to hear your thoughts, especially kind of given the technology world and, you know, the last year of be being remote, I'm sure a lot of that has come into play. Oh, so, a tremendous amount, yeah. I'm curious, what's the best thing about leading people through change from your perspective? I think from my perspective, uh, the best thing is really getting to the other side. I mean, at, at the end of the day, <laughs> you're, 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 you're trying to focus on goals and targets. Um, but frankly, the journey, the journey has been pretty interesting as well. I think the best thing is getting people who are engaged in the organization to really um, think bold, to, to think broad uh, in, their, in their experiences and what they've learned and, and to try to apply some of those things to the change that we're trying to implement in the organization. So the, the encouragement and the enthusiasm and seeing the individuals, frankly, all the way down to the front line kind of participate in that process, I find to be interesting. I love the way you say that, think bold, because I can imagine in kind of a change environment, oftentimes there's resistance to change. So this whole idea of, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, and, and being so bold at the same time, that's quite the combination. There is a great deal of fear, uh, and people get insecure in that process, which is why engaging them in that process so that, so that they're participating in what the change can be, having them, having them share ideas, that, that's an important uh, uh, component of change in my mind. Absolutely. So as you think about that, that then, uh, what piece of advice about uh, change, about implementing change, excuse me, would you give to other leaders? Uh, you know, I think the thing I've learned is you can never over-communicate change. Uh, there's no such mm -hmm. thing. Uh, you have to constantly communicate. Yeah. You're always iterating, uh, even, even uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, but just making sure that you're clear and crisp. Uh, that's an important component for sure. I think as you go through that process, um, you really want to help help uh, others kind of see, see the vision. So change a lot of times, it's important to assign someone with the responsibility of thinking about how we're gonna do things, not just what we're gonna do, because mm -hmm. not everybody can see what the outcomes will be and they can't envision change. So helping people understand how we're gonna implement the things is also a, a critical component in my mind. Mm, I love that. You remind me of the Harvard Business Review article that talks about breaking apart strategic planning into two parts, right? Strategic thinking first, then execution planning. And you really need two different, you know, approaches to those two different things versus lumping them together. And that's kind of what I hear you saying. It's not only yeah, the vision of where we're going, got, but how. Right. They've got to be connected without question. Mm -hmm. Love that. So I hear from other leaders that keeping teams engaged remotely over this last year has been a real challenge. They've been struggling in particular with, they used to have that, you know, walk by leadership thing. They could overhear people at the water cooler or on a phone call and they could jump in and solve problems. And they're feeling a little, I think, anxiety over not being able to, to see these things to ensure that they're all happening. I'm curious, what have you guys seen in that space? And have you been addressing that? And if so, with what, what tips or strategies would you like to share? I don't know that I can tell you, I haven't found the silver bullet on that one. There <laughs> clearly is some anxiety that uh, comes with that. You know, now that we're in month 10 uh, of this process, uh, you know, you, you, 
you're hopeful that we're getting towards the end, but you, you also need to plan for the fact that this could go on for even an extended period of time, even though, even though we have a virus. So I don't have any great, I don't have any great input to give you there other than try to get, let people unconnect, disconnect uh, that, you know, the whole, uh, what, what it does to us psychologically and mentally is, is draining. Um, and and my, my best advice is whatever you can do to get people to, to unplug more than they otherwise would have, I think is an important, uh, is an important uh, uh, factor in, in my view. I couldn't agree more. I've been hearing and reading a lot about Zoom fatigue. Have you heard of that? Or you know, I live just, it. Yes. <laughs> just this whole idea of you know, it's very draining to sit here in this space and do the work this way and to try to connect with people. Yeah. 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 So, what daily practice is most important to you as a leader? I can. Could you repeat the question? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What daily practice is important to you as a leader? Oh, I think for me. Um, Finding my own time, uh, pretty, and again, I, I'll, maybe I'll apply this to mm-hmm. more and more, it, it, it's enhanced because of COVID um, in the pandemic and the impacts, but making sure that it is not a back-to-back-to-back uh, Zoom call, finding my own time to do my own uh, work that I need to do um, and make sure that I'm, I'm dealing with that. And then the other thing really, and I've, always, I've always believed that you've got to be, um, take care of yourself physically. Uh, so working out has always been something that, while certainly not directly uh, tied to work, it's certainly something that helps me be more effective when, when I'm working. So again, you, you know, this whole idea of taking care of yourself first so that you can actually be of service to others, I think is a really important thing that most leaders, I think, over um, uh, maybe undervalue, right? They don't necessarily give it as much weight as it should have in order yeah. to create enough priority um, to get it done. No question. It's and it's easy to let. Um, it's easy to get in a spin cycle where you fall out of the the routines that you should be in, because it, then it just becomes um, it, it becomes more draining. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think it's important for us as as senior leaders that we actually. Uh, emulate this behavior that we would like to see from the middle managers. Cause I think middle managers, they won't necessarily come to this conclusion on their own or certainly wouldn't think that it's supported from the top. So I love hearing somebody in your stature and, you know, with your reputation and expertise saying, no, no, this is really important for myself and everybody else to do. Right. I agree with that. So what other successful business leaders like yourself should be on the podcast? You know, like I'm thinking about, how do we, where are you getting your influence from and where are you learning and, and who do you turn to? Interesting. I mean, I have uh, lots of different uh, relationships in my network and it's what, what, an individual that I would mention is probably um, a gentleman by the name of Jack Timmons. And Jack, uh, in, his earlier, in his early career was in software, uh, was, a, was at uh, Microsoft as a project manager, but in, in uh, and in, in later in his career, he actually pivoted to become a, um, a restaurant, um, running, running different restaurants. And he actually is, um, and I think about him in the context of what's happened here with, with the pandemic as well, because obviously that industry has been impacted. Annihilated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has been very successful at reacting to that, taking care of his employees, understanding that individuals that, that work for him uh, ha- have, if you will, the opportunity to continue to thrive. Uh, maybe that's an overstatement, but continue to at least survive in, in this type of environment. And he's been creative, uh, trying to be, trying to react to, to the environment. So, uh, and, he, and he, he runs his restaurants, which typically, you know, are not profitable. 
he runs them in a very profitable fashion and he really engages his employees in that regard. So I, he, he's an individual that really mm. helps me think through if he can do that in that environment, how can I take some of those learnings and apply them in, in a technology company? It's exactly what you were making me think. It's like, if somebody can do it in the worst of times, then how can you take some of those gems and apply it into an environment that oftentimes doesn't, you know, get hit by some of the same waves that an industry like hospitality or restaurant and things like that might get hit. That's fantastic. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been an absolute delight hearing your ideas and, um, you know, getting to understand a bit more about things from your perspective. I'm curious if folks wanted to reach out and introduce themselves, how might they go about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, it's probably the best place to find me, to get in mm-hmm. contact with me. Very good. Well, my audience knows I'm going to have your LinkedIn link right below here. So if they want to go and do that, they certainly can and click on to find you. Um, but again, I hope you st- uh, come back to visit us. We always do another season. would love to have you back on. And um, until then, this is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast. For more ideas and insights, please do go check us out at www.conciliateam.com. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Thanks, Stacey.